This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google Profitability-Movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. You know you have to do something. You keep telling yourself that you need to do that thing, yet you don't do it. Why? Procrastination. Just don't feel like it. Can't get started. My guest today, Barry Moltz, gives you some of the steps to actually make the changes that you already know you need to make. Barry, welcome to Contractor Sense. Thanks for having me, Ruth. Great. All right. Um, you know, you and I have known each other how long now? A long time. Oh, a long time, yeah. <laughs> So I invited Barry on. Um, he's written a new book called Change Master. It's how to actually make the changes you already know you need to make. And it is a phenomenal book. So for those of you who are out there procrastinating, read this book. And don't procrastinate in getting the book. Just get it, read it, and do it. <laughs> so um, how's that for a plug for you? And it's really I think it's great. <laughs> I gave Barry a quote for the book. Because it was like I really enjoyed it, and it works really, really well. So, you know, you've you've been involved with small businesses. You've helped them, you know, unlock the potential. You've helped them, you know, give them the kick in the butt that they need to. So, why, you know, just in an overview perspective, why don't we do what we need to do? Well, for the good news, Ruth, is it's not your fault, right? It's your brain's fault. Uh, biology says that your brain is a pattern-making machine, and for survivability, it wants to keep doing the same thing over and over again if you survived up to this point. So your brain's inclination is not to make any changes, so that's where we start. <laughs> so it's not our fault. It's our, our brain's fault, our subconscious fault, our um, medulla's fault for wanting to do pattern A and keep doing pattern A. And right. I guess until it's unproductive, right? Right. It's, it's, it's the way you make sense of the world. Plus, if you have to make a change, it's a lot more work. I mean, think about when we used to drive to the office every day. We used to go the same way. And many times, we didn't even know how we got there because our brain was just on autopilot. If you had to go a new way, then you had to think it was a lot more work. And let's face it, as we age, our brains get lazy. <laughs> So you're, you're, you're calling us get lazier and lazier as we get older and older, huh? I mean, listen, it's just natural. Your brain wants to survive. And if something's working and it hasn't killed you, and, and most people, you know, the expression, it's better the devil you know rather than the devil you don't know. People don't want to take risks. People don't want to go into the abyss. They don't know what's going to happen with the change. That's why people stay in businesses too long, partnerships too long, and marriages for way too long. Yep. And they put up with an employee they know is not any good for the business too long. Exactly. When all the other employees know that person should be let go. Yeah. <laughs> but they'd rather have somebody than nobody. Well, they look at it, I think, what is it? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? Exactly. Like statement, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So let's assume that you're, you know, you've basically said, I got to do something. You know, my business is in the toilet. I mean, you've pulled people out of bad business situations for many, many, many years. So, you know, let, let's assume I'm one of your customers and one of your new clients and I'm coming to you and I'm just, you know, I have totally had it and I, you know, I'm ready to make the change. So what do we do first? 
Well, I mean, the reason I talk about in the book, the motivation for writing this book is I've been doing consulting for small businesses after having mine for a lot of years. And I go in, they give me a bunch of money and we map out all the changes and then nothing would happen. And so I was wondering why did anything happen? So I started doing research on this. So I realized, Ruth, that if people are not in enough pain, they're not going to make any changes. Most changes we make is because we can't bear to be on the same on the current course we're on. So the first thing to make a change is to identify what's exactly the change that you want to make, you know, call it out. And then the second step is to say, well, how am I currently doing it? And most importantly, why do I want to make the change? Why do I have to make that change now? And then let's assume we do all of that. You know, we talk about the pain of change, you know, and sometimes you have to be hit between the eyes with a two by four before you pay attention. At least a two by four. <laughs> Maybe <Okay>. something bigger. <laughs> okay. That's cool. So, all right, we'll, we'll hit them with a brick. How's that? Right. That's, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> so they finally say, I want to make, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. My husband who is now, um, passed on about six years, you know, for about six years now, he had a quadruple bypass when he was 60. And he changed for a little bit and went back the old way. You know, what does it take sometimes for people to do the changes they needed to do so that they could survive? I have to tell you, I had a similar experience. Uh, in 1995, when I was 35 years old, I started getting blurry vision. And I thought I was going blind. And it turned out that I had diabetes. And it really scared the crap out of me. Um, and so basically, I stopped eating and I lost, the, I lost 70 pounds. And that wasn't really a good solution. But that experience really scaring me really has you know, held up you know, for the last 25 years really to make sure that I take care of that so that whole thing doesn't happen again. But what you have to think about, Ruth, is that what happens if you don't make that change, Right. And really, what makes you uncomfortable with making a change, really call it, call it out. Because a lot of people try to make too big a change. And so what I recommend is that people start with one very small part of the change they want to make. Because big changes are even more difficult to do. Yeah, I think, it, as you know, you can map out the whole thing, you know, on a whiteboard or however you do it or mind map it or whatever. And then you have to kind of say, from what you're saying, all right, let's do this first. What's right? the very, very first small step that you can do? Can you get a result from that small step in the next week? Uh, can you have a mentor that will help hold you accountable to doing that first step? And if you, just because you do it, whether you succeed or fail, give yourself some kind of reward. And my reward is always French fries. That's kind of my go-to food. So does it have to be food? Uh, no, it could be anything. I mean, it could be, you know, you, you, you go out to dinner or, you know, go on a hike or you know, so, but for me, French fries is kind of my go-to reward since I don't eat it every day. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Which that. I would, which I would, <laughs> if I could. Yeah. So it could be going on a hike. It could be going to a movie with your spouse or taking your kids someplace fun. Have you ever seen situations where people get their kids involved because their kids want to do something? 
Uh, you mean get them involved in supporting their change? Yeah, like, okay, guys, if I do this change, I'll take you to Six Flags, for example, for an afternoon. And then the kids actually, you know, Daddy, you doing it? Mom, are you doing it? Type thing. I, I, did, it, I, I have, if people really want to make the change, if people really don't want to make the change, kind of half-hearted, they're not going to want to disappoint their kids so they don't <laughs> get their, their child involved. But if they really want to do it, uh, I've seen them, seen them doing, you know, really give themselves a reward and tell people about it. Because when you tell people you're going to make a change, when you declare you're going to do something, you're much more likely to go do it. I'm a big cyclist, so about a year ago, I declared that last summer I was going to bike across the state of Michigan. It's 150 miles in one day. And there are times where I was just training, I was saying, do I really want to do this route? But because I made the declaration, I decided I got to go do it and I complete it. But then I was stupid enough to make a new declaration this year that I was going to bike across the state of Wisconsin, which is now 235 miles. You go, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we take a break, where can people get the book? Well, you can actually still get a free copy of the book courtesy of AT&T at barrymoltz.com, B-A-R-R-Y-M-O-L-T-Z.com, and we'll send it out to you. Terrific. All right. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm talking with Barry Moltz. We'll be right back. Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him, though. How? with a leak letter that every customer must sign with a service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks. Happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales, too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. That's ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm talking with Barry Moltz, a longtime small business consultant and author of the book Change Masters, How to Actually Make the Changes You Already Know You Need to Make. You can get a free copy of the book by going to, to Barry's site, Barry Moltz, B-A-R-R-Y-M-O-L-T-Z dot com, courtesy of AT&T. So when we, in this section, Barry, I really want to dive into the procrastination piece of it. And you talk a lot about it in the book. I call it procrastination. <laughs> you call it something different. But that's in my book, that's, that's basically what it is. So let's assume somebody's come to you. Somebody has paid you um, to help them follow up and everything else, and they still aren't doing it. How do you get them past that block? Well, typically what I ask is, what is holding you back? from actually doing this. You've agreed that it's better for your business or for your life or whatever it is. What still holds you back? And typically what holds them back is it's the fear of the unknown. And so then we try to map out, let's talk about all the possible things that could happen and which realistic things that happen. Are you just dreaming up that, well, I'm afraid a meteor is going to hit the earth. <laughs> and then what we try to do is we say, okay, if this change is too big because the fear of whatever's going to happen, the unknown is too large, let's do something smaller. Let's start, you know, more at the beginning. So, for example, one of the things that uh, I cite in the book is that people don't know how to read their financial statements. And it's overwhelming because they were never taught to read them. And unfortunately, their accountant doesn't help. So instead of learning to read all three uh, financial statements, let's just look and see what were the sales last month? 
let's start and visit one part that that one piece and has to compare to the previous month. Just do that. And then the next month, let's look at gross profit or next week or whatever it is. So let's start with something small and be patient about it and just do these iterative small changes. Right. Yeah. I start, too big. Yeah. I start on the bottom line. Let's look at the, what was the profit, the net operating that profit. That too, yeah. <laughs> and then we go and then we go forward from there and I explain it really easily in, in the books that I that I've written um, so so we take it you know like one small bite at a time and let's talk about okay well, you, you know, know the expression right how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, time. Right? yeah same kind of thing yeah and I and I think you hit the nail on the head with respect to the word fear because fear is what really keeps people back a lot of times and I think it was Mark Victor Hansen, and he probably wasn't the first one who always talked about fear as being finding evidence against reality. And it's, it's in your head. It's not, you know, what's really going to happen, you know. Um, so what are your thoughts about fear? I mean, people are afraid of the unknown or are they just afraid to go forward? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing, uh, until last year, I did uh, karate for 20 years, became a third degree black black belt. And one thing I hated for 20 years was fighting people, mostly because I was afraid I was going to hurt someone. So there was a lot of fear around that. And so what I was taught is it's okay to be afraid and do it anyways, because I really buy into Robert Louis Stevenson's philosophy that the only way out is really through. So this idea in our culture that you shouldn't have any fear, I think is ridiculous. It's okay to be afraid, but it shouldn't hold you back from doing things. For example, I have a terrible fear of flying. Uh, and before the pandemic, I was in an airplane every single week. And so how did I adapt? Well, I only flew during the day. And I also created a playlist on my uh, iPhone called Turbulence Tunes. So when it became very turbulent, <laughs> These were high energy rock and roll tunes that would take my mind off what was going on. So I adapted, you know, I'm a germ freak, right? Um, and, but it hasn't, it hasn't um, prevented me from traveling all over the world. And I've traveled to third world countries. And I just take a lot of hand sanitizer with me. So again, I'm afraid, but I go do it anyways. Yeah, I, I think that's the key is you just, you, you just work through your fear. And I think there's some of us that are better at it than others. Um, it, it's really a situation that once you go through something once, it, it's something that sits in your brain and you go, okay, I did it last time and this is what happened. So this is not as bad or whatever else it is. You know, my thing is, is running. And the, the hardest thing I ever did from a running perspective is run my first Boston marathon. Cause it's, wow. June. it was 88 degrees ambient oh, and it was listen. hot as blazes. And I, that was the worst thing, hardest thing physically I've ever done. And so I, ran, now, I ran a Chicago Marathon 84. I feel your pain. That was the last <laughs> time I ever ran. Well, I still run. Okay. I've done 14. Wow. That's impressive. So anyway, so I mean, it's just like, okay, it just goes through your mind at that point. Okay. You made it through that time. This is not as bad. Just go. And, you know, that's what can go through your yeah. mind. So. And I think a lot of people think of these, you know, these horrible scenarios. Of course, we make our mind never happen. I don't know who said it, but, who said it, but you know, everything you want is on the other side of fear. And again, I think we have to give people permission that it's okay to be afraid and do it anyways. People think they have to conquer their fear first before they take action. And I think that's just silly. Yeah, just take take action. All right, in the the last couple of minutes together, I want to talk about the worksheet, which you can also get free at on Barry's site. 
um, and it's also as part of the book. So it's it's a 20 step process, you know, on how to execute change. So let's I don't want, you know, just work through the worksheet. How long does it normally takes to do and and that type of thing? Well, it's, you know, again, I mean, I think you can work through the first part in 15 minutes. What I ask people to do is go through the first part and then go through and then, then take a break and, and tomorrow go back and do your answers again or review your answers. It's really funny because when I was first putting together this worksheet, of course, I wanted to test on a bunch of people and I brought it to my wife, Sarah, and I said, Sarah, I'm working on a new book about change. There's a worksheet. You know, could you fill it out? And the first question is, what change do you want to make? And she looks at it and she says, I don't want to make any changes. I don't have to fill out this worksheet. <laughs> so, uh, um, so, so again, I think you take 15 minutes to fill it out the first day. Then I say take a break and review it and go through your first 10 answers again and then move on. Because I want people to know that they're really on the right path and they're not filling out the worksheet just to put down some answer. It really should be something they really want to change. Yeah. I mean, if you're just doing it as a, an exercise because somebody's making you do it, Nobody wins, including yourself. Yeah, and there's parts where you need to get feedback from your, your your mentor and your accountability coach, right? There's parts where you have to take a break and give yourself a reward. Maybe it's French fries, go for a run or something like that. Um, but again, this is something I think that happens slowly and you progress along. And, and you know, people always talk about the big change they made in their lives. It really was a series of very small changes that really got them where they wanted to go. Cool. Very good. Okay. Any final thoughts? No, Ruth, I appreciate everything you do. And um, thanks for having me on the show. Oh, my pleasure. All right. I'm speaking with Barry Moltz, whose book called Change Masters, How to Actually Make Changes You Already Know You Have, excuse me, Know You Need to Make. Sorry, Barry. Um, it's free on his website, courtesy of AT&T. Go to barrymoltz.com, B-A-R-R-Y-M-O-L-T-Z.com. Barry, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining us. Choose one thing you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.